Part three, summer. You are beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring you down. You are beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can't bring you down. Christina Aguilera, beautiful. Chapter 48, Weird Kids. Some kids have actually come out and asked me why I hang out with the freak so much. These are kids that don't even know him well. If they knew him, they wouldn't call him that. Because he's a nice kid, I always answer. And don't call him that. You're a saint, Summer, Zymina Chin said to me the other day. I couldn't do what you're doing. It's not a big deal. I answered her truthfully. Did Mr. Tushman ask you to be friends with him? Charlotte Cody asked. No, I'm friends with him because I want to be friends with him, I answered. Who knew that my sitting with August Pullman at lunch would be such a big deal? People acted like it was the strangest thing in the world. It's weird how weird kids can be. I sat with him that first day because I felt sorry for him, that's all. Here he was, this strange-looking kid in a brand-new school. No one was talking to him. Everyone was staring at him. All the girls at my table were whispering about him. He wasn't the only new kid at Beecher Prep, but he was the only one everyone was talking about. Julian had nicknamed him the Zombie Kid, and that's what everyone was calling him. Did you see the zombie kid yet? Stuff like that gets around fast. And August knew it. It's hard enough being the new kid even when you have a normal face. Imagine having his face. So I just went over and sat with him. Not a biggie. I wish people would stop trying to turn it into something major. He's just a kid. The weirdest looking kid I've seen ever, yes, but just a kid. Chapter 49, The Plague. I do admit August's face takes some getting used to. I've been sitting with him for two weeks now, and let's just say he's not the neatest eater in the world. But other than that, he's pretty nice. I should also say, that I don't really feel sorry for him anymore. That might have been what made me sit down with him the first time, but it's not why I keep sitting down with him. I keep sitting down with him because he's fun. One of the things I am not loving about this year is how a lot of the kids are acting like they're too grown up to play things anymore. All they want to do is hang out and talk at recess. And all they want to talk about is who likes who, and who is cute and who isn't cute. August doesn't bother about stuff, about that stuff. He likes to play Foursquare at recess, which I love to play too. I was actually, it was actually because I was playing Foursquare with August that I found out about the plague. Apparently, this is a game that has been going on since the beginning of the year. Anyone who accidentally touches August has only 30 seconds to wash their hands or find hand sanitizer 
before they catch the plague. I'm not sure what happens to you if you actually catch the plague because nobody has touched August yet, not directly. How I found out about this is that Maya Markowitz told me the reason she won't play Foursquare with us at recess is because she doesn't want to catch the plague. I was like, what's the plague? And she told me. I told Maya that I thought it was really dumb. And she agreed. But she still wouldn't touch a ball that August had touched. Not if she could help it. Chapter 50, The Halloween Party. I was really excited because I got an invitation to Savannah's Halloween party. Savannah is probably the most popular girl in the school. All of the boys like her. All the girls want to be her, be friends with her. She was the first girl in the grade to actually have a boyfriend. It was some kid who goes to MS-281, though she dumped him and started dating Henry Joplin, which makes sense because the two of them totally look like teenagers already. Anyway, even though I'm not in the popular group, I somehow got invited, which was very cool. When I told Savannah I got her invitation and we'd be going to her party, she was really nice to me though she made sure to tell me that she didn't invite a lot of people, so I shouldn't go around bragging to anyone that I got invited. Maya didn't get invited, for instance. Savannah also made sure to tell me not to wear a costume. It's good she told me, because, of course, I would have worn a costume to a Halloween party. Not the unicorn costume I made for the Halloween parade, but the goth girl getup that I'd worn to school. But even that was a no-no for Savannah's party. The only negative about my going to Savannah's party was that now I wouldn't be able to go to the parade and the unicorn costume would be wasted. That was kind of a bummer, but okay. Anyway, the first thing that happened when I got to her party was that Savannah greeted me at the door and asked, Where's your boyfriend, Summer? I didn't even know what she was talking about. I guess he doesn't have to wear a mask at Halloween, right? She added, and then I knew she was talking about August. He's not my boyfriend, I said. I know, I'm just kidding. She kissed my cheek. All the girls in her group kissed each other's cheek now whenever they said hello. And threw, she threw my jacket on the coat rack in her hallway. Then she took me by the hand down the stairs to her basement, which was where the party was. I didn't see her parents anywhere. There were about 15 kids there. All of them were popular kids from either Savannah's group or Julian's group. I guess they've all kind of merged into one big super group of popular kids now that some of them have started dating each other. I didn't even know there were so many couples. I mean, I knew about Savannah and Henry, but Zymina and Miles and Ellie and Amos? Ellie's practically as flat as I am. Anyway, about five minutes after I got there, Henry and Savannah were standing next to me, literally hovering over me. So 
we want to know why you hang out with the zombie kids so much, said Henry. <laughs> he, he's not a zombie, I laughed like they were trying to make a joke. I was smiling, but I didn't feel like smiling. You know, Summer, said Savannah, you would be a lot more popular if you didn't hang out with him so much. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Julian likes you. He wants to ask you out. He does? Do you think he's cute? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's cute. So you have to choose who you want to hang out with, Savannah said. She was talking to me like a big sister would talk to a little sister. Everyone likes you, Summer. Everyone thinks you're really nice and that you're really, really pretty. You could totally be a part of our group if you wanted to. And believe me, there are a lot of girls in our grade who would love that. I know, I said. I nodded. Thank you. You're welcome, she said. You want me to tell Julian to come over and talk to you? I looked over to where she was pointing and could see that Julian was looking over at us. Um, I actually need to go to the bathroom. Where is it? I went to where she was, where she pointed. I sat down on the side of the bathtub and called mom and asked her to pick me up. Is everything okay? Asked, said mom. Yeah, I just don't want to stay, I said. Mom didn't ask any more questions, and she said she'd be there in 10 minutes. Don't ring the bell, I told her. Just call me when you're outside. I hung out in the bathroom until mom called. Then I snuck upstairs without anyone seeing me, got my jacket, and went outside. It was only 9.30. The Halloween parade was in full swing down Amesford Avenue. Huge crowds everywhere. Everyone was in costume. Skeletons, pirates, princesses, vampires, superheroes, but not one unicorn. Chapter 51, November. The next day at school, I told Savannah I had eaten some really bad Halloween candy and gotten sick, which is why I went home early from her party, and she believed me. There was actually a stomach bug going around, so it was a good lie. I also told her that I had a crush on someone else that, um, that wasn't Julian, so that she would leave me alone about that, and hopefully spread the word to Julian that I wasn't interested. She, of course, wanted to know who I had a crush on, and I told her it was a secret. August was absent the day after Halloween, and when he came back, I could tell something was up with him. He was acting so weird at lunch. He barely said a word and kept looking down at his food when I finally talked to him, like he wouldn't look me in the eye. Finally, I said, Augie, is everything okay? Are you mad at me or something? No, he said. Sorry you weren't feeling well on Halloween. I kept looking for Boba Fett in the hallways. Yeah, I was sick. Did you have that stomach bug? 
Yeah, I guess. He opened a book and started to read, which was kind of rude. Are you excited? Or, I'm so excited about the Egyptian Museum Project. I said, aren't you? He shook his head, his mouth full of food. I actually looked away because the way he was chewing, which almost seemed like he was being gross on purpose, and the way his eyes were just kind of closed down, I was getting a really bad vibe from him. What project did you get? I asked. He shrugged, pulled a little scrap of paper from his jeans pocket and flicked it across the table to me. Everyone in the grade got assigned an Egyptian artifact to work on for Egyptian Museum Day, which was in December. The teachers wrote all of the assignments down on tiny scraps of paper, which they put into a fishbowl, and then all of us kids in the grade took turns picking the papers out of the fishbowl in an assembly. So I unfolded Augie's little slip of paper. Oh, cool, I said, maybe a little overexcited because I was trying to get him psyched up. You got the Step Pyramid of Saqqara. I know, he said. I got Anub Anubis, the god of the afterlife. The one with the dog head? It's actually a jackal head, I corrected him. Hey, you want to start working on our projects together after school? You could come to my house. He put his sandwich down and leaned back in his chair. I can't even describe the look he was giving me. You know, Summer, he said, you don't have to do this. What are you talking about? You don't have to be friends with me. I know Mr. Tushman talked to you. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't have to pretend, is all I'm saying. I know Mr. Tushman talked to some kids before school started and told them that they had to be friends with me. He did not talk to me. He did not talk to me, August. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. I swear on my life. I put my hands up in the air so that he could see I wasn't crossing my fingers. He immediately looked down at my feet, so I shrugged off my Uggs so that he could see my toes weren't crossed. You're wearing tights, he said accusingly. You can see! My toes are flat, I yelled. Okay, you don't have to scream. I don't like being accused of things, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. You should be. He really didn't talk to you? Augie. Okay, okay. I'm really sorry. I would have stayed mad at him longer, but then he told me about something bad that had happened to him on Halloween, and I couldn't stay mad at him anymore. Basically, he heard he heard Jack bad-mouthing him and saying really horrible things behind his back. It kind of explained his attitude, and now I knew why he'd been out sick. Promise you won't tell anyone, he said. I won't, I, I nodded. 
and promise you won't ever be mean like that to me again. Promise, he said, and we pinky swore. Chapter 52, Warning, This Kid is Rated R. I had warned Mom about August's face. I had described what he looked like. I did this because I know she's not always good at faking her feelings. And August was coming over for the first time today. I even sent her a text at work to remind her about it. But I could tell from the expression on her face when she came home after work that I hadn't prepared her enough. She was shocked when she came through the door and saw his face for the first time. Hi, Mom. This is Augie. Can he stay for dinner? I asked quickly. It took a second for my question to even register. Hi, Augie, she said. Um, of course, sweetheart. Um, if that's okay with Augie's mom. While Augie called his mother on his cell phone, I whispered to mom, stop making that weirded out face. She had that look like when she was watching the news and some horrific event has happened. She nodded quickly like she hadn't even realized she was making a face and was really nice and normal to Augie afterward. After a while, Augie and I got tired of working on our projects and went out went to hang out in the living room. Augie was looking at the pictures on the mantel and he saw a picture of me and Daddy is that your dad? He said. Yeah. I didn't know you were, what's the word? Biracial. Right, that's the word. Yeah. He looked at the picture again. Are your parents divorced? I've never seen him at drop-off or anything. Oh, no, I said. He was a platoon sergeant. He died a few years ago. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, I nodded, handing him a picture of my dad in his uniform. Wow, look at all those medals. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. Wow, Summer, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. I really miss him a lot. Yeah, wow, he nodded handing me back the picture. Have you ever known anyone who died? I asked. Just my grandmother, and I don't really remember her. That's too bad. Augie nodded. You ever wonder what happens to people when they die? I asked. He shrugged. Not really, I mean, I guess they go to heaven? That's where my grands went. I think about it a lot. I said, I think when people die, their souls go to heaven, but just for a little while, like that's where they go, that, that's where they see their old friends and stuff and kind of catch up on old times. But then I actually think that the souls start thinking about their lives on earth, like if they were good or bad or whatever, and then they get born again as brand new babies in the world. Why would they want to do that? Because then they get another chance to get it right, I answered. Their souls get a chance to have a do-over. 
He thought about what I was saying and then nodded. Kind of like when you get a makeup test? He said, right, but they don't come back looking the same. He said, I mean, they could, they look completely different when they come back, right? Oh yeah, I answered. Your soul stays the same, but everything else is different. I like that, he said, nodding a lot. I really like that, Summer. That means in my next life, I won't be stuck with this face. He pointed to his face when he said that and batted his eyes, which made me laugh. I guess not, I shrugged. Hey, I might even be handsome, he said, smiling. That would be so awesome, wouldn't it? If I could come back and be this good-looking dude and be super buff and super tall. I laughed again. He was such a good sport about himself. That's one of the things I like the most about Augie. Hey, Augie, can I ask you a question? Yeah, he said, like he knew exactly what I wanted to ask. I hesitated. I've been wanting to ask him this for a while, but... I've always lost the guts to ask. What? He said, you want to know what's wrong with my face? Yeah, I guess. If it's okay for me to ask. He shrugged. I was so relieved he didn't seem mad or sad. It's, yeah, it's no big deal, he said casually. The main thing is that I have this thing called mandibulofacial dystosis which took me forever to learn how to pronounce, by the way. But I also have this other syndrome thing that I can't even pronounce. And then these these things kind of just morphed together into one big super thing, which is so rare, they don't even have a name for it. I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm actually considered something of a medical wonder. You know? He smiled. That was a joke, he said. You can laugh. I smiled and shook my head. You're funny, Augie, I said. Yes, I am, he said proudly. I am cool beans.